0: I was sent this post by a friend this morning. I'll read the contents here for you. A violinist played for 45 minutes in the New York subway. A handful of people stopped, a couple clapped, and the violinist raised about $30 in tips. No one knew this, but the violinist was Joshua Bell, one of the best musicians in the world. In that subway... Joshua played one of the most intricate pieces ever written with a violin worth $3.5 million. Two days before he played in the subway, Joshua Bell sold out a Boston theater, and the seats averaged about $100. The experiment proved that the extraordinary in an ordinary environment does not shine and is so often overlooked and undervalued. There are brilliantly talented people everywhere who aren't receiving the recognition and reward they deserve. But once they arm themselves with value and confidence and remove themselves from an environment that isn't serving them, they thrive and grow. Your gut is telling you something. Listen to it if it's telling you where you are isn't enough. Go where you are appreciated and valued. Know your worth. That post flashed me back to an experience in high school that I might have talked about or written about in the past and I'm not a hundred percent sure and I don't really feel like looking it up, so if it's a repeat, you're welcome. It'll be new to somebody. It was junior year of high school, and I was performing in the annual drama club event. This year, our director chose a collection of short one-act plays. The one I was in was a story about a burlesque comic named Slats who followed home a fan who kept showing up at the show and laughing at his performances. The play was straight-up comedic banter between myself playing the comic, her, and her ultra-tight-ass boyfriend. That character was so much fun to play, and it took some work, some give-and-take to get there. My director saw him similar to Groucho Marx while... I wanted to play him closer to Robin Williams in Mork and Mindy. It took some work, but we were able to strike a pretty solid balance where we both were really excited for what we created. More so, there was a part of me, and still is, that always wanted to be that quick-witted, to have that comedic timing. Like, either of those examples, actually. And just be that sort of funny in real life. Back when I was younger, I noticed that people liked people that could make them laugh. I noticed that you don't get your ass kicked in school when you can make the kids around you laugh. As a kid, I tried to be that funny guy. Of course, being socially awkward as hell and really struggling to connect, especially to kids my own age, was a problem, and when I try to be funny, it usually just ended up badly for me. When sometimes you struggle with trying to be quick because the mind doesn't really work that way, it becomes a high-risk operation. Now with this guy, the words were pretty much there for me, so I didn't have to worry about that. I could turn line learning into a pattern, which made it really easy. And then I could just focus on building the chemistry and really creating the slats we wanted to see on stage. Because of that, while there was the outside inspiration, there was just as much an inner me that had been bursting at the seams to get out in the world without fear of being tripped up by my own mind. These performances felt like Christmas morning. There was none of that stage fright that can come along with performing truth was, I always got more stage fright playing baseball than performing theater, for a lot of reasons. With performing on stage, there was just an excitement about being there. We had two performances, Friday and Saturday. I have to share about a set of lines from the show where Slats spoke in a puzzled manner about a group that had come to that day's performance of the burlesque show that just would not respond to any of his jokes. He mentioned the name of the group being the Massapequa Park Pruners. It's crazy, I can remember this from 30 years ago, but can I remember what I had for breakfast? (laughs) Nope. Anyway, the Massapequa Park Pruners apparently showed up to our Friday performance. We knew we were hitting our lines as we created them, and we were on our points but things that we knew were funny and we had to really work on in rehearsals so that we didn't break character and laugh through them instead? No, nothing. Could have heard a damn pin drop in that auditorium. We kept eyeing each other throughout with that what the hell is happening here shocked look on our faces. I've blown lines on stage, and I had some clunker performances. But the frustration was that we felt like there was nothing we could have done to elicit a different reaction from the Pruners. I'm pretty sure we could have found Richard Pryor and George Carlin, brought them out together on stage, and they would have bombed out with this audience. I think that was the hardest part to process for us, was that there wasn't anything that we could tweak or fix on our end. Nothing to learn from, no growth opportunity, they just didn't get it, and that was it. All we could do is let it go and get ready for Saturday, and so we did. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday night was in fact all right, okay... Apologies to Sir Elton John there. I'm not sure what that was about. But anyway, we could feel right off that there was a different energy to this crowd than the night before. And we all got that vibe that we were in for a special night. Friday could have been years ago at that point. We were ready. It was go time. Now, the stage for our performance was set up like a little apartment. And... The way the stage was constructed, you could see somewhat from some parts of the auditorium when someone was on the other side of the door. So me and my goofy-ass, not-matching, bright-colored burlesque Joker suit could be seen by about half the audience as I strolled out to knock on the apartment door. And just that brought more of a laugh than anything that happened the night before. That was promising. And then, my castmate opened the door, out I strutted with a big, loud, bold HELLO THERE! And the damn place erupted in applause. Oh, GAME ON! Speaking for myself, I can tell you that was the best performance I ever had on stage. And the way we played off each other and the energy of that audience who was literally eating out of our hands was so next level. There were points where we completely went off script and improved off of each other and it just kept working. I don't think any of us could have screwed that up if we tried. The audience just got it and got us. They were willing to go with us everywhere we went and they couldn't get enough. They just couldn't stop with the full-on belly laughing. I've had bigger roles, and I got to explore a lot of different characters on the stage when I was in high school. But that was by far the most fun I have ever had on a stage, and Slats was easily the best role I ever played. Not only was I having fun, I could feel that little kid who's so desperately wanted to be the star and be loved and adulated and most of all just wanted to make people laugh and forget all their other stuff for a little while well yeah it was the happiest night of that kid's life he got his star i could not be any happier for him and there's still a part of me even in middle age that still dreams of giving him at least one more shot But it also goes to serve as a reminder, as with the violinist playing in the subway, that sometimes it's not you. It's that the audience around you isn't getting it for whatever reason or reasons that have nothing to do with anything you are doing. Sometimes they're just lost in their own whatever, like those in the subway, or they just cannot get into the lane with you where they can fully appreciate what you're offering to them, like those pruners. Don't despair. Don't give up. Keep looking for your Saturday night. Allow for the possibility that it may look, act, and feel different than what was imagined, but please keep at it. This world is a worse place when talent dies on the vine, and it just happens too damn often. Don't let yours die. Whatever needs to happen. Maybe Carnegie Hall is never in the cards, but maybe it's performing on a Tuesday for a group of senior citizens, and you just... Make their whole world. Or maybe sticking with it and performing that Tuesday for the seniors leads to crazy doors opening that you never saw coming. Be okay with it not looking like you hoped it would when you were 22. Do whatever it takes to keep that passion flowing until you get to your Saturday night. And when it comes, don't forget to soak it all in like it was a midday sun on a tropical island. Thanks for listening.